Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we have two special guests joining us to talk about the NWSL and future expansion. A special announcement, though, before we get into our show. Next Friday, July 1st, Attacking Third, both Lisa and I will be outside of the Bank of California Stadium from 4 to 7 p.m. local time for a CONCACAF. W event ahead of the Angel City versus Portland Thorns NWSL match. We'll be hosting a live show with special guests, giving away attacking third gear and hosting trivia. So come hang out with us on Friday, July 1st from 4 to 7 at Bank of California Stadium. Welcome to our special guests, two former U.S. internationals, two Santa Clara Broncos and two game changers in the NWSL. We've got Allie Wagner and Brandy Chastain. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having us. I, I'm I'm bummed that I can't be with you guys at, at Angel City next week. So I know, like I know, a good we're, event. We're sad you won't be there, Allie. But I had to throw in that we got two Santa Clara Broncos on here. I know how proud you are of yep. your alma mater, and you're both here. And for those that aren't watching and just listening as a podcast, Brandy is fully in her element <laughs> right now. She's at a soccer field surrounded by soccer teams and players and everything's happening. So enjoy the sounds of a soccer field because I am loving this. Look, that's the, en- that's the energy that we're going to stay with right here. Brandy's bringing it. So we're going to keep it going. Uh, look, news dropped very recently uh, that the two of you, along with Daniel Slayton and Leslie Osborne, all former U.S. Women's National Team players, have ambitions to start an NWSL expansion club in the Bay Area. So, Brandy, I'm going to go to you first. Why NWSL in the Bay Area? Uh, Because soccer belongs in the Bay Area. It's traditionally been here. We're the first ever champions of the WUSA, the first ever professional champions of women's soccer. And we historically uh, develop and grow the game where we are. We have national team players. We've got international players. We have collegiate champions, good things happen here. We're we're the natural bridge between the Southern teams in San Diego and Los Angeles and the the Northern teams in Portland and, and Seattle. Soccer has historically been in the Bay and we believe that our area, as you, as the world knows it is, uh, is about incubation of great ideas and innovation and game changing things happen here. So uh, along with Ali, Danielle, and Leslie, I'm very proud of you know what we've contributed to the game, but we have a lot to do, and we want everybody to enjoy where we're from 
and we're going to be the best. We want to be the best brand in women's soccer. Brandy, as you mentioned, it's it's you alongside Allie and with Leslie and Danielle. Allie, why you four? I mean, you played collegially together, national team together, but why now and why this group of women? Because we absolutely hate each other. And we thought, <laughs> why not come together in a business venture? No, I mean, like this is, you talk about people that, that actually complement each other and and I think, you know, have the balance in terms of our strengths and weaknesses. This is like an amazing group of women to work with. I think everyone is incredibly down to earth, humble, but also strong and opinionated. And and the love, as you guys talked about, as B talked about for the Bay Area, for women's football, that's the tie that binds. And and look, we've got tradition together. I grew up playing club soccer with Danielle Slayton. And then was um, smart enough to be harangued by Brandy and Jerry to go play at Santa Clara. So I brought Dee with me. And then we were able to recruit Leslie and she was a few years younger than us. So like this, this relationship, I think, between all four of us goes back a really long way. And the reality is it's been spearheaded by a lot by Brandy as being that role model initially, but then also being... A person that made us really excited and uh, passionate about football in the Bay Area that we wanted to stay. I wanted to stay local. Danielle wanted to stay local. And and as she touched on, I mean, there's just so much um, tradition and passion. And this is like the melting pot of the world here. So what better place to, to have us for, I think, kind of, you know, get our brain power together, have that institutional knowledge, and then bring a lot of business leaders with us. Um, to get the the business and the footballing side right, so we can actually inspire that next generation. Ali, let's let's stay with that a little bit because uh, since you've all stopped playing in, into retirement, this this group is very special. You've all, in some capacity, have been involved in, in sports media, broadcasting, coaching, management. Uh, Brandy's coming to us from the soccer pitch right now. Uh, so, so was this the next logical step for for this quadruplet? Why, why get involved in in the investing now? Yeah, I think with the NWSL in particular, you know, I think we all recognize NWSL is one big piece of this, but the global game is at a massive inflection point in women's football, and and we think that yes there is a massive upside to this but you look at the the external uh, events if you will that are now adding to to this massive ascension the investment from a from sponsorship side typically it's only been one percent going into women's sports versus men's that's changing right you look at the media coverage it's only been four percent yet 46 percent are, are girls that play sport that's changing and and why would you take one of the most as Brandy also alluded to the most innovative areas in the world and one of the most soccer rich tradition um, places in the world and not have a women's football footprint you know it made perfect sense um the time was right and and we're excited, like incredibly excited about what we think the NWSL already is and where it's going. And we just believe really you know, strongly that, that what we can bring to the NWSL from the Bay Area will be a massive asset to the global game, but most importantly, the NWSL. 
Al, you just mentioned it, that it's so much about the now, how the league is, what the future of it is, investments are coming in, but it's also important to reflect about what has been uh, with professional soccer in the United States. And between the four of you, uh, the founding members of this potential expansion group, you have experience across all three U.S. professional leagues, the WUSA, the WPS, and the NWSL, playing abroad, playing with the national team, and with 12 teams already in the NWSL. Brandy, what is it about the NWSL that makes it be able to succeed when we've already seen two other leagues essentially fail in this country? Uh, I think there's a lot to be said about the people. Uh, I think there's also something to be said about the timing. Uh, There's also something to be said about the recognition. This is the 50th anniversary today of Title IX. And that women's place in sport has never been more prominent than now. And so I I think that's significant. Um, I've been saying for, well, my whole life I've been saying this, but people are finally ready to listen that women and women in (laughs) sports, um, to me, is the deepest, richest, untapped well of potential greatness that we have. It's a resource that is only scratching, we've scratched just the surface, to be honest with you, because we don't exist in these big, uh, these big markets. And we have no professional women's sports in Northern California. Like it blows my mind to think that 85% of women are, are the ones who make the decisions about money in households. You know, they're, they're women are getting college degrees at a higher rate than men. Like, I mean, the things that women are doing now uh, makes it this, absolutely the the essential thing that we do because when we build this we will be giving an example uh if she sees that she can be a kind of example and that is not just for the great football we will put on the field but it will also be to leadership um it will be in management it will be in coaching it will be in all the facets around the business that we're doing and we want we want this to propagate. We, we don't want it to stop here in the Bay Area. I see expansion of NWSL going far beyond us and that women everywhere have this place. But I believe it belongs 100% in the Bay. Yeah, and, and, and I would just jump in real quick, Lisa, and just add, you know, you think about the previous iterations of the league. It was almost like, let's pull at your heartstrings. Let's, let's do the feel-good thing, make it my moral obligation, you know, and instead of looking at like a business. And that was a very wrong approach. And I think that was one of the great reasons of the demise of those two leagues. Now you see the right investors getting involved. You see people seeing this as a business. And, and that's massive to, I think, to not only to the league, but to the players that are, that are now hopefully going to not have to work two jobs in order to you know, live out their dreams of a professional women's soccer player. And then you couple that with the idea that we talk about Title IX and the fact that now globally it is more accepted that women can play the game of football and and so you look at the talent level and and the entertainment factor and and no disrespect to it's football we played b but it's where the game at is now is very far from where it was when we played and that largely i contribute or i you know would contribute to the fact that the players are better they were raised on the game and mm-hmm. and as a result they're just a more entertaining product so these circumstances are definitely a, a confluence of events that are allowing i think the trajectory to to be what we're seeing so is that what I, you- I, i'm just gonna say that we would be playing in this league I'm yeah. <laughs> well if you didn't if you didn't need a knee replacement my my bet is that you would try 
<laughs> Damn right I, I would. As you should, we'd love to see you both out there. But Ali, is that is that how this continues to grow? Is that how the league and NWSL continues to grow, whether it's female investors or, or females more getting involved or just the growth of the sport overall? I don't think that it is specific to, quite honestly, female investors. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think female support is massive because, as Brand said, they're the they are the ones who make the financial decisions in the household. Although I would argue it's ninety nine percent of all households, not what seventy five. You know, I, I think the reality is we need smart people involved that understand the product on their hands and that understand what the game is about um, from a global perspective. And so, yeah, absolutely. I welcome with open arms more women, more women investors, but I also think the right people is what matters at the end of the day. And that's a balance within your ownership group, within your founding group, within your investor group, and, and ultimately the people that are in the front office. So absolutely more women investors, but we're not excluding. We want smart people. I love hearing you talk about that, Ali, in terms of the, the timing of this uh, being the right time to invest, the involvement in the transformation of sort of going from prior leagues and viewing NWSL as a really good business opportunity on top of being a really competitive sports league to watch for sports entertainment. Uh and there is a lot of interest out there. I mean, we've heard a lot about this this year, the, the 2024 sort of timeline, the potential for there to be some new teams coming into the league. And obviously your group has shown interest, but there's also been some rumors of, of other uh, expansion markets as well that have expressed some interest. So, Brandy, I, I'd like to ask in terms of this this collective, this group, this Bay Area group, how, how long would you say that this has sort of been an ambition or has been in the works? What has been the timeline of sort of you all coming together and putting this this bid together when did the group chat start yes that's what we want to know uh 45 years ago (laughs) (laughs) ellie wasn't born yet yeah ellie wasn't born yet (laughs) ellie wasn't born yet but um no honestly uh the the seed was planted the first time we put cleats on and this conversation has been going for a long time um I would say upwards into, you know, like two years for this endeavor. But I think, you know, if you ask Ali, Danielle, Leslie, this conversation has been happening, perpetuating itself upon the, the previous iterations of women's professional soccer. And we're, you know, not to sound corny, but we're true believers in what, what we have and what the potential is. This is not a, this is not a, Oh, I, as Ali said, you know, there is some heartstrings to it for me. Obviously, I'm very passionate about it. I believe in it. I, I believe in young women who have great talent, and I want to showcase that talent on the field every day in, in an entertaining and an engaging way so that our fans feel that they are a part of what's something great. Like, that to me is truly impa- important. As a young person, I was influenced in that way. So this the conversation has been happening for you know, what feels like a brief few years, a couple years, but really it's been happening for decades. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I be just to be clear, I didn't mean heartstrings like, we're, come on, we're going to pull on heartstrings. Yeah. But yeah. It, that's not why we're people are interested in this and no, investing. You know, the, re, the reality is, like you said, we want to be the most entertaining football brand in the world. And and with that, that that is a lot of local support to have the environment within the in the stadium, but also to put out there a product that is that is moving the game forward. And, and really, we talk about Brandon and I talk all the time about the art of the game and the beauty of the game. And 
And that is going to be a massive pillar to how we would build out a, our club, how we'd build out our squad. Absolutely. Like the entertainment pieces is, uh, is at the top priority. It's, it's very, <laughs> I want, it's very high. You can't yeah. even see my hand. It's so high. It's so high. <laughs> there, there is a hunger for more women's football in the United States. And, and you can see that. I mean, it's incredibly evident in the NWSL. There, we're in the 10th year of the league, and there were two more expansion teams added this year. And, Allie, when you look at San Diego Wave joining the NWSL, Angel City joining it, and Angel City in Los Angeles having so many investors, primarily a female investor group, what – what did you learn from seeing these two expansion clubs come in, um, knowing that you had this idea already brewing? What did you learn from them coming in? You know, uh, to be fair, we have to give Angel City a ton of credit because the way that they launched their club, their idea, you know, their vision, that absolutely sparked us. And and that was that was the spark we needed for our Tinder um, to get moving. And, and so I would just, I would say look, there's a, been a ton of learnings and not just from those two clubs, but being the lead announcer for the NWSL for what, since 2015 or so, I've seen a ton of things that within the management, within the club managers, you know, that works and doesn't, I would say when you look at those two expansion clubs specifically, one thing that has been ridiculously impressive, which I know you guys both know, is how well they've done in the early part of the season. And we're hitting the point now where things are probably going to shake out in the NWSL, where I think uh, the table placement will reflect the quality of the squads. But I don't think there's any mistake that San Diego is sitting where they are. One of the things that, that we took away, that I took away from that expansion draft, from how they're building out their squad was – was they they knew what style they were going to play. They obviously, Casey Stoney had a very big part in, in picking those players, and they understood the league. They understood that this is a transition-based league. They knew how to get points early. They got the um, some of their lessons through the Challenge Cup, but the depth of that squad, the talent of the squad, the players that they understood could excel in NWSL was, was a massive um, – um, lens, I would say, for us and and seeing how they uh, were able to be success or are successful at this point. And City on the flip side, like you look at the their community involvement, the way they've rallied everyone around their brand, that they're packing a stadium in LA. That is not easy to do. The way that that they've uh, tried to harness, I would just say, like all the tools that we have at our disposal with social media, with access to media, with star power, with um, what what people are attracted to, the natural affinity we have as humans towards sport, towards entertainment, uh, but towards what is trending, they have nailed that. And, and so when I look at it from a business perspective, you know, they're they're right where where we want to be. And of course, we want to would want to excel or exceed where they're at. But business perspective, I'm looking at what Angel City started with. You know, San Diego, more so how they built out their club and their roster to be a competitive and viable force for their first season, which is unprecedented. Love that energy. I uh, I like to. And, and, uh, and they and they, and they um they got a Bronco on their team, so they. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's the key. That's the key. That's the key. Oh well, if, if that if that's the key, y'all are ahead of the curve because you've got you've got a Bronco. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra, for saying that. I'm just saying, y'all are, ahead, y'all are ahead of the curve here. You already have already like laid the groundwork. That's that's it. You got the keys already. Uh, when we get to towards the end of the episode, we like to have a little fun with our with our guests, and uh, we were so thrilled that the two of you agreed to to come hop on and and join us. And 
look, Brandy, you already touched on it a little bit, so I'm just going to ask with the the NWSL expanding this year with with us sort of seeing this this return to uh, competitive fixtures on, on the field, because there was a little stopgap there as as the whole globe took a pause in 2020. It sort of feels like now the level of competition is is not only returning to what it used to be, but kind of excelling, uh, you know, past what what players were used to. My goodness, we're, we're witnessing a career year from Alex Morgan here and just these opening months of, of the season. So when you're looking at the landscape of NWSL and you're putting on your player hat, is there a club that you're looking at and saying, I would love to, to be part of this club if I was able to play and sort of get into that system and wreck some things up? And, and what club is it and why? Uh, it's the Bay Area. <laughs> oh my <laughs> I love you stay the course beast True north, I'm, back. I'm staying I'm no, back. you know um, I mean I, I was talking with Kelly O'Hara on her podcast and she asked me you know who do I think is the team to beat and I said OL Rain. she gave me a hard time because you know with her connection yeah. with Washington Spirit but you know I feel like they, they, right now, I feel like they've got riches right now. It's like mm-hmm. they don't even know what to do with all the pieces. So um, that's a good thing. But, you know, I, and I, I like that. I like what they do. I, I'm, I have to say that Portland is really dangerous. Um, I'm, I'm a West Coast fan. I have to, I have to be honest. <laughs> so we're not taking you from, from the West coast by any means, but yeah, all rain. They've got a lot of pieces coming yeah. in. Tobin Heath is joining. Who knows? Maybe Brandy Chastain. She'll get back, <laughs> put a kid on her. We'll get her out there. Allie, what about you? you you're so in, you're so inundated uh, with this league. What team would you want to lace yeah. up for? I, what's, what oh, team? Man, I, I feel Wagner. like, oh, brand of football. I, I feel like, um, I'm going to get Leon Basted if I ever, when I continue to call matches for not picking the, the teams that I'm calling, but I would go with, uh, Oh God, this is, I'm really torn. Uh, I would go with either San Diego um, wave, or I would go with Washington spirit. And let me tell you why. Of course. Um, because of the front runners. Like, my dream as a 10 was like, all, the players up top that have savvy off the ball movement that know how to get in behind where, you know, you're able like to use your geometry to put a ball right in. And so they don't have to, to do anything but finish it. And I think when you look at like Trinity Rodman and of course, Ashley Sanchez, the, the nastiness that she possesses, uh, Ashley Hatch, those are players that would be so fun to unlock an opposition with. And, and same thing for San Diego, Alex Morgan's movement's been incredible. Jakobsen has been probably one of those players that I've admired for a very long time from afar, having called a lot of Sweden matches and now watching her adjust to, to the pace of the NWSL has been pretty remarkable to see. And then you've got like Amira Ali on the sideline. You've got Turnbow, the Bronco, you know, these are, these are players that, and I'm only speaking from an attacking side because I never played defense. I relied on B for that. Yeah. Um, she never played defense. Yeah, <laughs> never, never. I, sure. I would have to play defense now. That is, that is certainly um, a big staple That's to, true. to the way these teams, uh, press and defend, but uh, those would be the two that I would probably biasly want to be a part of. I'm gonna put in this is this is more of a request than an actual question, and this is how we're gonna close it out. But let's say everything comes to fruition, you manifest a thing. NWSL is coming to the Bay Area. Will there be room for a Cyber Rays retro night in the <laughs> NWSL Bay Area team? Please tell me yes. We'll we'll have to bring the trophy. We'll have to have a celebration there. 
absolutely. You have to remember where you came from. Otherwise you have, you suffer fool's folly. So let's not do that. Let's, that was a champion. You have, you have to celebrate that. Absolutely yeah. not. I was on, I was on San Diego spirit. Absolutely not. We will not be celebrating that. We are moving forward. Oh, you are so dumb. Oh, no. and I, lo I love you I love we're you. closing out with this course i won i thought they had, i thought that was one of the best logos in the, in the league at that time uh, was the cyber race. oh listen, my goodness listen, i, I love gonna... it this was this was delightful thank you both so much for for joining us uh, ellie and brandy being here with us to chat all things nwsl bay area thank you to all our listeners for listening along to attacking third follow us on tiktok twitter and instagram at attacking third we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And we'll be back with more this week. For Sandra Herrera, Lisa Roman, Ali Wagner, and Brandy Chastain, this was Attacking Third. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.